The Today's Homeowner Radio Podcast is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to Today's Homeowner with Danny Lipford, your partner in home improvement. Everyone has questions about their home. We've got the answers, and we have a few laughs along the way. Informative, entertaining, and sometimes off the wall. Home improvement has never been this much fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here along with my buddy Joe Truini. And during this hour of Today's Homeowner Radio, we're going to talk about how to replace fiber cement siding. It can be done. It's fairly easy. Uh, and it happens from time to time when you maybe get a little aggressive with that lawnmower on that bottom plank. We'll tell you exactly how to repair it. Also, stretching carpet and getting all of the wrinkles out of it. Is that a do-it-yourself friendly thing or do you really need a pro? We'll talk about that along with the great weatherization tip, especially if you've got those obsolete leaking windows. We've got a lot of great emails we're going to be covering. And Joe, what about that simple solution? Give us a little tease on that coming up in a little bit. All right, Danny, I have a tip that will help organize your workshop or your shed of items. I won't tell you right now what they are, but they're items that are always really difficult to store because they're always in the way. So uh, I've got a quick tip on how to organize those using downspout. All right. All right. Pieces of rain downspout are going to help solve a storage problem. All right. Looking forward to that. And uh, a lot of people will be getting out in that garage and organizing a little bit during the the colder months. So uh, that tip will come in pretty handy. We've got a a lot of information to share with you, but of course, we want to share with you what you want to hear. And you can let us know by uh, sending us an email anytime, todayshomeowner.com slash ask, or you can pick up the phone anytime and call the Today's Homeowner hotline, 800-946-4420. Joe, got to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving coming up here in just no time. Hard to believe it's that time of the year already. Yeah, it comes pretty quickly, right? Um, as soon as the weather starts, well, I'm in Connecticut. Danny's in South Alabama, so he's, he, he probably feels less like Thanksgiving mm-hmm. than than it does up here where it's already turned cold. But, yeah, the leaves have changed. Most of them are off the trees at this point. And, yeah, football season's in full swing. I mean, everything is gearing toward Thanksgiving. And I, I don't like when Thanksgiving falls really late in the year because you kind of get you lose a few days for Christmas season gets really uh-huh. short, but I love Thanksgiving. I, I think it's, I like it as much as Christmas to tell you the truth. Cause you see a lot of times with Christmas and at least in our family, people are spread out more, but Thanksgiving, uh-huh. they all come together for, for, uh-huh. that, for that big meal. So I, I love Thanksgiving. You've also traveled a lot over in the past few years. I remember um, a number of um, Thanksgivings you were all over the world. Yeah, we well, because our kids were studying abroad or working abroad, we spent three consecutive Thanksgivings abroad. We were in Moscow, Tuscany, and then in Edinburgh in Scotland. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, well, first, you know, I mean, thankfully, we went to Moscow before it was the current Moscow, which Mm -hmm. was one of the most amazing places I've ever been. Um, I mean, it's just, you can't even hardly describe what Moscow is like. But um, yeah, it's kind of interesting being out, uh, you know, because our kids, we want to be with our kids and they were abroad. So we went. And uh, of course, there's no Thanksgiving abroad. So you're right, not right. going to have in Turkey and Moscow. <laughs> uh, but although my son was studying there and the uh, the U.S. Embassy provided the school with two turkeys. So actually we did cook turkeys. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come pick up your two turkeys. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I know you you go to the Caribbean or Virgin Islands are pretty regularly. Have you ever spent yeah, Thanksgiving we, we, abroad? Yeah, we used to for Thanksgiving and go down yeah. there and, and, um, and then we would, you know, have – 
um, somebody come in and prepare a meal for everybody for Thanksgiving. And, you know, and we, and we would tell them, Hey, what do you eat during Thanksgiving? You know? Oh yeah. And, uh, so, you know, of course it's a lot of really good, uh, you know, conch chowder and of course right, you're going to have yeah. the fish, you, you know, maybe some of the, uh, my ties, maybe, I don't know, maybe so. <laughs> and, uh, a few things like that, but it's, 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 a, it changes it up. Cause I, I mean, I like Turkey. Okay. I like dressing. Okay. But boy, I don't like that feeling after you overeat a little bit. Oh, yeah, yes, groggy, yes. and yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I don't care for that too much. Those, <laughs> those afternoon naps, I don't take many of those. But uh, usually on Thanksgiving, you almost have to with with all of that turkey that you get in you. <laughs> That's why most people only see the first half of the football games because they're, right, snor- exactly. they're snoring through the second half. <laughs> but but that, all that goes to prove is Thanksgiving is just about being together with family and eating. And it really doesn't matter whether you're in Edinburgh or Roxbury, Connecticut, as far as That's I'm right. concerned, mm-hmm. right? And that's why um, we traveled a lot like that, because we wanted to travel, but we also wanted to be together. And that, you know, when they, my girls getting their jobs and so forth, that was a that was about the only time they could, you know, That's get right. off during That's that right. time because two of them work in hospitals. So, you know, you just uh, can't get away as easy like that. So anyway, it's always good. We certainly hope here, everybody at the Today's Homeowner Family, hoping your family gets together, has a great, great time, spend as much time as you can together, make a lot of memories. Uh, now's the time to do that as we roll right in to the Thanksgiving and right on into Christmas. Um, Joe, somebody shared with me, a, a, um, we were talking about the Thanksgiving show and somebody shared with me me a little story and I uh, thought it was pretty oh, funny. It, it sounds like it might have happened. I don't, it, this is something you find online here, but right. um, it says, goes on to say, back when I was a kid, I thought it would be funny to put a rubber chicken in the oven on Thanksgiving. My mom would laugh and laugh and go, oh, somebody put a rubber chicken in the, in the oven. What a gag. However, at 12 years old, I really didn't realize you had to preheat the oven before putting in the turkey. So, needless oh, to say, what a mess that must have made. No, just think about, just think about that. Think, well, I mean, he wanted to play a joke on her. Well, he definitely played one. Maybe it turned, maybe had a nasty turn there to it. But um, I, that's that that probably happened. I could see, yeah, I, I, I could see, see a little 12, 12 year old um, Joe Truini doing that. Oh, if just, I had a rubber chicken, I would have done that. Absolutely. Yeah. But imagine how, when you think about Thanksgiving, I remember walking into my parents' home when I was an adult. I'd returned from when I was living in New York City, we'd return to. Connecticut to see my parents on Thanksgiving. The house always smelled so great. Oh, imagine, yeah. imagine the stench of a melted oh, rubber man. chicken. And the cleanup after that. Yeah, you I don't know, know how you get that stench out of the food. house. Yeah. Hey, here, yeah. Here's another one that I, uh, I found that I thought was pretty unique. It says, one Thanksgiving, as we were cleaning up after dinner, the knob broke off of the dishwasher. That could be a pretty serious thing. Sure. So my grandfather reattached it with some super glue, but he ended up gluing his hand to the dishwasher door. <laughs> we tried to we tried to free him as much as we could to no avail. So my father removed the dishwasher door <laughs> and carried it with my grandfather still attached out to the car and drove to the emergency room. Now. I know those emergency room people see a lot of things, especially around yeah. the holidays. I'm not really sure they see too many uh, grandfathers walking in with the with the GE dishwasher uh, uh, doors tucked under. So they, we waited for several hours until a nurse freed my grandfather using some nail polish remover that she happened to have in her locker. So there you go. They're there getting you go. innovative. Acetone, and, yeah. That's yeah, a little, little uh, embarrassing, though, I would have to say. Well, it makes it for one memorable Thanksgiving, certainly. Um, I remember one of my sister-in-laws many years ago, she had cut the turkey, brought it to the table. We had a big presentation. We said, Grace, she cut the turkey and served it. Then she took 
you know, there's still like half a turkey left and brought it in the kitchen just to get it off the table so we could mm-hmm. eat. And we heard this a few minutes later, we heard this huge crashing sound. Oh. And it's never a good sound no matter what happened. No. We went in there. Her two dogs had snuck into the kitchen, jumped up on the counter, oh. pulled the platter and the turkey onto the floor. Oh, man. And of course, by the time you get in there, they're halfway through the turkey. Of, of, you know, of they, course. They yeah, they may it. make yeah. a point of that. Yeah. So and, there weren't and, many leftovers. Well, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, at least, at least you got some of the turkey before. I mean, it could have been, right. been really bad. They could yeah, have before you right. started yeah. slicing and everything else. Hey, let me let me throw one more at you. This is kind of sure. one year my sister hosted. Thanksgiving for our entire extended family. She set up the buffet on a glass top table. Halfway through the meal, there was a huge crash. The glass top had shattered and spilled food all over the floor. As it turned out, the electric hot plates and steaming bowls of food caused the glass to expand and explode. It was the only leftover less Thanksgiving we've ever had. So, (laughs) wow! I I I would think that that tabletop would be tempered or somehow. I guess not. I would think so, but you you know, you get concentrated heat on it, more weight. Who who knows? You know, it might have had a little flaw in it. But I feel (laughs) I feel sorry for the sister there. I mean, she worked so hard on everything and laid everything out and not much salvaging that. I would imagine it'd be hard to filter that glass out of the the, um, turkey dressing, that kind of thing. So, well, well, hopefully um, all of your Thanksgivings will go very, very well. If you, uh, you know, have any little thing that happens like that, share it with us uh, after Thanksgiving, because we we love to laugh at things like that. And and why not? But we're going to shift gears and get right back to home improvement. We want to hear from you, 800-946-4420, or send us an email anytime at todayshomeowner.com slash ask. You're listening to today's Home Auto Radio. We'll be right back. Today's Homeowner is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where Joe and I are always so appreciative of the great stations that air our show, including KATCAM 1360 in Andrews, Texas. We want to help you out. You know what to do. Give us a call on the hotline, 800-946-4420, or send us an email by going to todayshomeowner.com slash ask. Right now, we're going to go straight to the hotline. We have Ann from Texas. Ann, welcome to the show, and tell us what's happening around your house. Well, we live in a relatively new house, but our carpet has decided to make little mounds. So the <laughs> the ridges are in are they're starting to come up in the middle of all the rooms and we don't really know what to do. We don't want to have to pull everything up and redo the carpet. So you have quite a few wrinkles then right towards the center of the room. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, you know what happens so much uh, first of all, you know, any kind of material that gets installed in a home needs to be, especially flooring, needs to be placed in the house to allow it to acclimate a little bit, you know, expand, contract as it will, um, you know, whether it's wood or carpet or whatever. So that may not have happened. Also, a lot of times you'll, with carpet, will have creases. 
when they install it. Maybe they stretch it out at, at the start, but then, you know, with, you know, um, different expansion and contraction, you end up with those wrinkles. So um, really all that's involved, it just needs to be restretched. Now, you might have to move some of the furniture to one side stretch, go back to the other one and stretch. Um, you know, you wouldn't have to move out completely, but um, it's really not a, a very major thing. But, I, but I'll, I would recommend that you get a carpet mechanic to take care of it because I've stretched a lot of carpet myself and it, it's just crawling around on the ground with those crude tools like the the, the the room stretcher or the knee kicker or any of these kind of things are just not intuitive type of tools. And uh, so if you call one of the carpet stores and ask them for one of the mechanic names that you can get to just come on and do a little service call, you'll see that it's not that expensive or won't take long. And the good part of it is it's really good to get that carpet stretched because it'll be easier to vacuum and it'll also last a lot longer because that crease and those wrinkles like that will cause it to wear pretty badly. Yes. Yeah. We're already seeing a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Danny, I was going to say, and the other reason you want to get rid of those wrinkles is they can eventually become a tripping hazard and they tend to collect dust and dirt more because, you know, because there are ridges in it. And so when you stretch this out, um, and you can rent one of those power stretchers, and it's basically it's like a long bar that you adjust. It goes it it goes up against the baseboard at the far end of the wall, and you you put it against the carpeting. It grips the carpeting, and then when you pull this handle, it stretches it out. Mm. Now on the other end, where you're stretching it too, you have to pull that up off the tack strip so that it has room to move. And then sometimes if you, you even have to trim off the excess, that's right, um, mm. the excess carpeting because now it's it's just too long. And people often wonder, well, it seemed to fit it one year. Next year, it's too big. I mean, why is it, where's, where'd all this extra carpeting come from that's now wrinkled? And that can be caused by several things, including excessive moisture inside the carpet itself, as Danny said, if they didn't acclimate it. Uh, if there's high humidity in, in the room, the, the, the humidity level's too high in the room, that will add moisture and cause it to wrinkle. Or if sometimes people will drag heavy objects, which you should never do on wall-to-wall -wall carpeting, not only can you damage the carpeting, but you can pull it and cause that. So, you know, just keep that in mind once you do get it straightened out. And once it gets flattened out and stretched, you may see some dark spots. Again, that's just because the wrinkles catch dust that you might not have seen until it gets straightened out. Right. All okay. right. But this is a pretty common problem with wall-to-wall -wall carpeting. So uh, if you don't want to do it yourself, any carpet repair guy, as Danny said, installer, should be able to pull that out within, you know, if he's there an hour, it's probably there a long time. Uh-huh. Well, good, Ann. That'll make a big difference in the look of it. Get it, get everything ready for the holidays. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, All thanks right, so much man. for being with us here on the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, and uh, have a great weekend. Thank you. You know, Joe, like we've talked about, uh, uh, carpets, uh, there's just not that much carpet out there anymore, it seems like. People still, you know, want that nice a walking surface under those bare yeah. feet and so forth. But boy, with the LVL tile and some of the other do-it-yourself friendly type of um, flooring that's out there, I'm sure the carpet industry is hurting a little bit right now. Yeah, I think they are. The one place you find that people really still like carpeting, of course, is in bedrooms. Something yeah, nice uh -huh. about getting in out. Clo so in closets, yeah. In closets and mm -hmm. stepping onto a carpet. Um, and of course, if you still want a hardwood floor, but you like stepping on carpet, you can use runners or area rugs. It's not quite the same, of course, because you don't have that nice thick padding underneath it. But yeah, carpeting, you know, people still get excited when they pull up carpeting and they find hardwood floors underneath it. Um, but th there are places. I tell you, the one place, Danny, I've never liked carpeting is on stairs and you still see 
carpeting on stairs. First, they always get dirty. They're always compressed only where you walk, obviously. They wear they wear out so quick. They but wear the, re- out. The, the reason you have that is because of cost. It's a, of course, a, yeah. a lot cheaper to build just those uh, stairs out of just regular old plywood yeah. and, you know, and then come back right at the last minute and put that carpet runner down there. But I agree with you. It is, it's, it's not the place for it and the hardwood, you know, it, it, hardwood with the little runner running down it that you can right. pull, That's okay. pull, pull up and have, you know, shampoo and get clean and put back down. Uh, right. It's kind of, kind of decorative, but um, still, no, I agree with you. They are not the good place for it. Hey, let's get right to an email here. Um, wanted to share a few of these. We want to see any emails from you as well. Today's homeowner.com slash ask is where you go to send us an email or any kind of message that you want. Uh, here's one from Ron in Pennsylvania. I want to put an LED floodlight on an outside post. What gauge electric wire should I use? And can I plug it into an outside outlet on the porch? Well, you certainly can. I mean, it might not be the most attractive because of the routing, uh, you know, the routing of the wire and, you know, that might be visible. But that's always the challenge anytime you're adding anything that's an electrical device uh, like like this light fixture that you're talking about. You you got to have a wire to go to it. But uh, to answer your question, I would say 14-2 wire is what you would normally use on that. And that'd be plenty sufficient. You might even be able to go down a little bit less than that. And you can certainly put it on on an outlet, um, you know, a plug in and plug it right in the outlet. No problem at all on that. You might consider some of the smart devices that allow you to control that light by your phone or from a switch inside. Several different ways to go on that. And uh, but um, and, uh, that's the thing, Joe. I, I see people do a really good job on, yeah. you know, retro wiring. I see others that do, do a terrible job. Yeah, you can, like, 14 gauge is indeed the electrical cable you'd want to use, but you can't just take Romex and run it across, which is, you know, non-metallic cable, 14 gauge cable, and run it across your yard and plug it into an outlet. I mean, that that violates every electrical code I know. Um, You could try using an exterior grade extension cord. I don't know how far this is. But none of it sounds like a, I mean, what do you just have this cord stretching across and going up into your porch? What I would do is I'd eliminate all of that and just get a solar powered floodlight. Uh They've come a long way. They've come a long way. Super affordable. I just installed two on the front of our house. Got two of them online for like, I think it was $32. (laughs) And they have, they have three sensors. So you approach it from the front or either end, they go on and, um, you know, they're plenty bright enough. So that's what I would do. I just. It's amazing how effective these things are. I have them lighting up, two of them lighting up a 35, I guess about a 40-foot stretch of granite steps that I just put in, in a, in a porch. So they're plenty bright enough. That's what I would do. You know, we're moving a lot of things out of our office. We're, you know, of course, transitioning to a smaller space and, um, you know, about to have this giant moving sale and so forth. And right. during all of that process and moving, I don't know, around 9,000 items, I think. Um, wow. I, I saw. I actually saw a... Um, one of the uh, solar powered lights that we featured on one of our shows, it actually just um, looked like the type of light you would have right outside your door, you know, just right Mm -hmm. on the wall, wall mounted um, fixture like that. But this particular one set on a little magnetic shelf and you had a, it had a handle and you could pick Hmm. it right up 
and carry it with you out to the patio table oh, or out to you know wherever cool. you want, and then set it back on there. And it was all solar powered. I thought, you know, what a great idea that was. And you know, again, uh, very very reasonable in cost, and the technologies allowed it to really be more effective than it used to be. So, hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about fiber cement siding. And if you have a damaged piece, how do you replace it? We'll tell you all about it. You're listening to today's homeowner radio. Today's homeowner is brought to you by Pavestone, creating beautiful landscapes, and by Quickrete Cement and Concrete Products. It's what America's made of. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time for our best new product segment brought to you by The Home Depot, how doers get more done. You know, one of the great things about having a handheld shower is it makes cleaning up the shower so much easier. The folks at Delta picked up on that and designed their new Pro Clean Hand Shower to clean shower surfaces at least two times faster than standard sprays with a focused wide fan spray that allows you to clean hard-to-reach places without even stepping into the shower. pause feature lets you interrupt and restart the water with the temperature where you left it off to conserve water and preserve your hot water supply. And the soft rubber touch clean spray holes allow you to simply wipe away any mineral residue that might accumulate there. So for more information on this Delta Pro Clean wall mount handheld shower, log on to Home Depot. There's a way to keep the shower clean. But we're going to get right back to the hotline right now. Susan's on the line. Susan, welcome to the show, and tell us what's going on around your house. Well, thank you. I'm glad to talk to you this morning. Good. I'm calling about the exterior of my home. It's Hardy Planks. And over the 18 years we've lived here, the bottom planks have taken a pretty good beating from the lawnmower. And due to a recent home uh, improvement we did on the deck, I've now lost a corner of one of my planks. And it's about two by three. And I just want to know, can it be replaced? Can it be patched? Who do I call and about how much would I expect to spend? All right. Good questions. And and it's somewhat of a common problem. I mean, I'm a big believer in fiber cement siding. I have it on my house. And that's probably the, the you know, the trickiest part about it is, uh, you know, weed eaters or which, which is going to happen with any any kind of siding that you have and certainly hitting it with a lawnmower and that type of thing. Good news is if it's the lower panel, that's the easiest one to replace. And what a contractor will do, or I would consider calling a remodeling contractor out because we deal with that all the time. They'll just nip the um, nails with like an oscillating tool, pull that one out put another one in, and then repaint it to match. So the key thing there now, there are some fiber cement sidings that have factory-applied finishes on it. So you have, you know, pre-painted, basically. Those are a lot harder to match up because of getting that material. Hopefully, this is one that was put up raw and was painted. That'll be a lot easier for you to get it to all blend in. So can you give me a, a cost estimate about how much I should expect to pay? 
Oh, boy, that's, that could be all over the place. Without seeing it, I would have no idea whatsoever because, you know, you, you have standard installation costs or, or you don't have standard installation costs, but there's somewhat of a standard of what it, of what they charge in different areas of the country. But when you're talking about removing and replacing, notching, things like that, you would just have to get a couple guys out there to, to give you a price. But I would just call your local Home Builders Association, get several remodeling contractors' names. Um, they may even mention someone, you get on the phone with them, they may be able to suggest somebody that does repairs like that. And uh, that's going to be your best way to go. So these are the bottom boards I'm talking about. There's probably about six of them that are really kind of, I think, critical. Yeah. Well, it's it's not a hard project, you know, because it's accessible down, you know, you're not having to get way up on ladders on roofs and things like that. And those guys can nip those nails, put another one in, re-nail it, and then just do the touch-up painting. Well, thank you very much because you made what I thought was a hard job sound easier. Oh, no, no. We've done it many, many times. It's not it's not hard at all. And we appreciate you being a part of the show, and I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Thank you so much to you. All righty. You take care. Uh, so, so, Joe, you know, we're talking about Thanksgiving earlier, and I'm looking yeah. forward to um, this Thanksgiving. We're going to spend, you know, around here, maybe go to my sister-in-law's house, who always does a fantastic job in mm-hmm. preparing a meal. And, you know, you, you, you know, want to interact with the kids. Well, you know, these kids, when they start, it's so cute when they start telling their first jokes. You know, and right. usually they're yeah. just absolutely yeah. terrible. I mean, they always start off with the knock knock <laughs> jokes, right? right? And they'll, you know, knock knock over and over, knock knock who, and you know, and um, on and on and on. But uh, but I have a couple here. I'm gonna try on um, Gus and Mary Helen and Lucy okay. when, when I see them. You know, so what did the turkey say to the hunter? The hunter? Um, I don't know. Quack quack. <laughs> hope, it's, hope it's not a duck hunter oh man that's bad that's bad so, so but that's the so, kind of thing that kid is bad for you and me but the kid oh you, i know yeah i know i i i can remember um my, my youngest daughter emily telling a story one time it was her first first um joke and she couldn't even hardly get it out you know because she was laughing so much about it and and uh it was it, it was just hilarious all those many years ago so here's another one what did papa say at thanksgiving Popeye? Popeye. Now, first of all, he, he problem here, he's not going to know who Popeye is. Yeah, Popeye's been off the air. He probably right. thinks he makes fried chicken. Yeah, I know. He probably does. I never well. understood that exactly. He spent this whole life on TV eating spinach, so someone <laughs> thought it would be a good idea to open up a chain of chicken restaurants. Yeah, I know. We need to find me. Do they serve to... spinach? <laughs> I doubt it, but I, I, that's a good question. I, I wonder where the name and how that evolved. I'll yeah. have to do a little Googling on that, because I think it started like in New Orleans or something like that, and uh, I have to admit, I do um, enjoy a piece of that chicken every now and then, but, but the guilt of eating something like that usually <laughs> overcomes the joy, you know, with yeah, exactly. knowing just how bad that crunchy chicken skin yeah. is. But uh, it's pretty well, good. Well, but that reminds me of these jokes. Oh, I didn't even tell the what? I didn't even tell the punchline. Oh, you didn't see. tell the punchline. So, oh, so what did Papa say at Thanksgiving? I have no idea. I am what I am. Oh boy. Oh, like <laughs> like a sweet potato yam. <laughs> yeah, there's a that's pretty I bad. Like I like am. I say, the kids may think it's ge- comedy genius, but uh, <laughs> I, I hope nobody's uh, don't reach for your dial right now. Things are about to get better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, here my nephew told me this joke last Thanksgiving. Why did they let the turkey join the band? No idea. Because he had his own drumsticks. 
Of course, that was before Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, we're going down the tubes here pretty bad. We better jump in here and get us a um, get us an email going here. This is from Larry in Ohio. Said, "Hi guys, I love the show and I'm a big fan of the podcast. Sorry to hear you're moving on, Danny, but haven't heard about Joe's fate yet. Which is, uh, I hope you're doing okay there, Joe. I'm Um, fine. Yes. Hope he continues with the podcast of his own. Love the interaction, education Joe brings to the table. That's great. Thank you, Larry." Anyway, do do the DIY tub refinishing kits actually work? I'm worried that the paint will flake off or chip after a few months. Thanks again, guys. What what do you say to him on that one? What do you think? Yeah, Danny and I, I think, agree on this. Is Those DIY kits, they take so much prep work to make them work. That's one of the few things we did say. Hire a pro. Just pay the extra money. Do they work? Technically, yes, they work. If everything is done absolutely perfectly as far as cleaning and prepping and etching the surface and applying it correctly, but that's way too much work. I would say hire a pro and let them do it. We're going to come back with a lot more information that I guarantee you you can use at your house. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. Today's homeowner is brought to you by Wizard Screen Solutions. Find out more at wizardscreens.com. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here along with my co-host Joe Truini. And we want to share with you a really good weatherization tip. Something that's very inexpensive that you can do yourself anytime. And it can make a tremendous difference on the comfort level that you have this winter as well as driving down those heating bills, which seem to keep climbing every single year. What I'm talking about is Duck Brand's roll-on window kit. It's a real simple little thing here. Um, the, the kit, um, which you can go to duckbrand.com and order anytime, or you, all the retail outlets have the Duck Brand products. But this is something we've used a lot. Now, you put this on the inside frame of your windows, especially those single pane windows that leak all the time. Well, all you have there is some double stick tape that you take out of the pack and you put it around the perimeter of the trim on the inside of the house. Then you peel the backing off of that. Then you have a film. You just unroll the very thin, thin plastic that you roll out and attach it to the double stick tape. And then you trim all of that out. Then the fun part, get the kids to help you with it, break out the hairdryer, and you're basically shrink wrapping that window. You still have airspace between the actual glass and the new film that you're putting on. And that's where the insulation comes. That little cushion of air is perfect to keep that cold air outside the warm air in. Now, these are very inexpensive, very easy to use. And if you don't want to do all of your windows, windows, do just one here and one there. Every single time you put one on, it does make a difference. Now, you can leave these on all year long, or in the case of emergency where you needed to get out, you can just rip them away very, very easily. They even have a heavy-duty type that's uh, really good if you have dogs or kids or things like that that can kind of withstand that. But, Joe, it's always been amazing. You know, I always say that if you've heard of this, you right. know about it. You've used it. You'll use it all the time until the budget allows you to get new windows. Right. Um, but if you haven't used it, it really is an innovative, very inexpensive way to save a lot of money this winter. Right. And a very important um, tip is make sure you have your windows locked before you put these on because you won't That's have right. access to it, of course. Mm-hmm. But I've seen I've seen these installed where people were, were they felt cold air coming in, but they weren't really, weren't really sure, you know, how effective these would be. But they put on this plastic film 
and there was so much air blown through, these things actually billowed out from the window. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, not, yeah. not into the room so you couldn't walk past. But, uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. you know, they bowed out like an inch or two. That's the air blowing that had been cold air that had been blowing into the house. And imagine <laughs> that if you have three three windows in your room. Uh-huh. They might as well just leave the windows open. So uh-huh. that's that shows how effective these are, that they, they can hold back that air pressure. And, of course, air, any little bit of air will um, act as an insulating barrier to that cold air. And this is also a good example of something if you're in a rental house or if you're in an apartment. This exactly. is something that is not destructive at all. You can peel it right off after you you know, decide you don't want them on the windows anymore. But again, make it more comfortable and save you some money. Let's get another email in. This came in from Dan in Tennessee. I have oak kitchen cabinets and put handles on the doors. Now decided to take the handles off. Is there any way to fill those holes and restain the doors without seeing those oh, uh, field holes. Uh, uh, we're going to need a magician on this one. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, No, I, I would say it's almost impossible. I mean, now you can take, um, it's because it's just so visible. You know, if you, right. uh, if it was, you know, a little more over around the corner or something like that, you could use colored putty. And colored putty, now, you can, you can take a, a door or a drawer front with you to the um, home center and pick one of the little bitty um, cans of, of colored putty, and you can get really, really close. And you might want to just do that. It's not going to cost you much to try one of the cans. Just take it there in the aisle and 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 look at it, what it will match. Give it a try. If it doesn't work out, I would hold off and leave those handles on there or put another type of hardware on there that you would want. Yeah, they do make what they call stainable putty. And yeah, they're stainable, but they never look like <laughs> the surrounding surface. And sometimes you're highlighting the hole because it's either too light or too dark. Um, if he was painting it, we'd have a couple of options. Since, oh, yeah. You, know, so you, but, can, you can make that work. Yeah, yeah, you can make that work. In fact, um, J.B. Weld um, makes a product called Quickwood. And Quick is spelled, I think it's K-W-I-K, something like that, Quickwood. It's basically a putty that looks like a stick of clay. You knead it in your hands to warm it up. Then you jam it into the hole from both sides. And then you smooth it out and you can sand it. And that's about as good as you can get. But you have to paint it. Otherwise, you know, it's going to look like just a puttied hole. Um, so, yeah, there's really not much. I would. I don't know why he's taking the handles off. He's got to be replacing them, you'd think. That's um, what I, I would think yeah. so, too. Or maybe he's getting a center pull and it had two holes. Who yeah, knows? maybe. Who knows on that? But but anyway, hey, Joe, we got a simple solution coming up uh, here on the next segment. Uh, give us a little tip of what we might expect. It's how to use pieces of downspout, like rain downspout, to help store things in your shop, garage, or shed, anything like that. And these are items that are typically a little hard to store otherwise. So I'll be sharing that coming up. I thought he was going to say pool noodle. I just was expecting <laughs> the pool noodle well, to come out. Well, I wanted to be a surprise. Yeah, okay, well, good. Well, we're going to share that with you when we come back. It's Simple Solution Time. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Duck Brand Weatherization Products. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time for our simple solution, one of the favorite parts of the show for a lot of our listeners. Joe, what do you have for us here? All right, Danny, here's how to make an overhead rack for your garage, workshop, shed, any place like that for storing 
small diameter pipes, narrow lengths of molding, fishing rods, anything like that, long and thin, which are usually hard to store anywhere else. You can't stand them up because they might be too tall or they fall over easily. They seem to be always in the way. That's why we always promote overhead storage whenever you can, because it's readily available, it's accessible, you can see what's there, and you're not tripping over it. So here's what you do. Go to the home center and get a length of downspout. The most affordable ones are vinyl downspouts as opposed to the aluminum ones. It doesn't really matter, but you can use either one, but if you're going to buy it, buy the, the vinyl. And all you need is a couple of small sections. So you use a hacksaw and just cut maybe like five or six inch long sections and screw them to an overhead joist or the ceiling or whatever you have above. And then you can just slide in and you space them usually like four feet apart, four or five feet apart. Then you just slide in these items, pipes and narrow pieces of mold, slide them in one end and pull them through to the other. And so they're suspended from the ceiling through these two little pieces of downspout. And that's basically all you need to do. And as I said, you can see what's up there. They're not going to collect a lot of dust. Um, and of course, you can you can make two or three pairs of these, depending on how much stuff you have to store and how wide your ceiling is. Oh, that's great. You know, and um, a lot of times you can get you know, some leftovers, you know, some pieces that someone cut off or even... You mean go old... to your neighbor's house and just shorten his downspout? Yeah, just is shorten the downspout a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah just like a little bit there. Uh, or they're very inexpensive at the home center. You can take them, cut them, and do whatever you can to modify yep. that. It's another good one, another good simple solution. You can find over 550 of them at todayshomeowner.com slash simple solution. Joe, you know, sometimes a, a Chelsea, there's never a dull moment at Chelsea's house with those four kids of hers. Right. And, um, you know, and so she was... Um, in the dining room and she heard the kids in the living room right. and Gu Gus was talking to his sisters right. and she just kind of listened a little bit and everything says, well, he's acting like a priest. He's acting like a Catholic <laughs> priest and he's talking and everything. He's starting and, his congregation yeah. already. And so she said, so he called them down the aisle, which, you know, around the corner there, whatever, right. yeah. uh, for communion. To, to, to provide the kids <laughs> communion. So Chelsea was curious. Well, I wonder what he's using for communion. She yeah. peeked around the corner. He had an Oreo cookie and right. he pulled it apart. He licked all the icing <laughs> off of it. And, <laughs> and then he gave the girls what was left over of the Oreo cookie. <laughs> so, so. Well, if that gets out. In the neighborhood, he's going to have little boys oh. and little girls lined up around <laughs> the corner. So, Don't tell I mean, him about the licking the cream off. <laughs> I mean, what? Oh, my God. That's hilarious. They're, Actually, they're, that's a pretty good idea. Start handing out Oreos. Yeah. I know. You get you keep the good stuff and give away the old <laughs> moist uh, cracker that's left over there. But Father uh, we Oreo will see you now. <laughs> we, we wouldn't recommend that. But, you know, like I say, never a dull moment with those kids like that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, he is one like, funny kid, I'll tell you. He certainly is. Uh, just want to remind you again about where you can see all these episodes of today's homeowner we've worked awfully hard over the last 25 years to create some wonderful shows that will do the same thing that we do here on the radio show provide you really practical realistic home improvement information and there's a lot of ways that you can see it i mean roku pluto freebie lg and we're about to get on a lot more platforms to make it even easier for you to benefit from this great library that we have out there but to see where you can find the Today's Homeowner Show uh, right now on maybe one of the streaming apps that you already have, just go to todayshomeowner.com slash 
stream. And of course, today's homeowner.com will continue. Checking in with Chelsea will continue. And certainly all of our streaming platforms will continue and our social media will continue after this year. But of course, the radio show is going to wind up here in about seven weeks. And uh, we'll look forward to just going strong right up to the last minute and share with you a lot of stories along the way that we've never told before. Hey, that pretty much wraps up the first hour of today's homeowner radio. Danny Lifford here along with my buddy, Joe Truini. Thanks so much for spending some of your busy weekend with us here at today's homeowner radio. We'll see you soon.